0: Actually, rolling at the time you want to start rolling. Oh, fucking hell. Wonders will never cease. Ah! Good, that means I don't have to beat you up.
1: Why would you do that anyway?
0: Just to keep the theme of the podcast relevant. You didn't have to kill me when we talked about death because you're going to die, because you're human. Everybody dies. You're not necessarily going to be violated.
1: Thanks for that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we're not Catholic. You
1: okay? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You didn't didn't have to declare war on me when we talked about war. You did, really. Well, we kind of did, yeah. That might have been when the Ping P and G war started. I didn't have to indoctrinate you when we started talking about religion. Exactly. So don't beat me up, please. I did that enough. Oh hang on,
0: I'm arguing the wrong side of the point now, aren't
1: I?
2: <laughs>
0: Shall we begin? Okay, sure.
2: Are you sitting comfortably? I don't
1: know. Not particularly can I get a cushion? Jackie. Please, don't fall off your chair and desist. Hello, <sighs> I Who? Don't laugh. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Don't laugh. <laughs> Hello, internet. Uh, no, I can't do it. <laughs> Hello, internet. <laughs>
0: this is not very much in keeping with the atmosphere of the podcast.
1: We, funny. This is the funny podcast. Whatever. Right. This is what I've been trying to say. We. Uh, let's... Yeah. But you just go off on of, like weird philosophical tangents?
0: Yeah. All right. Well, just rein me in and and.
1: We need to keep it at reality level, otherwise we're not going to get anywhere. Violence is funny. It is
0: sometimes.
1: Itchy and Scratchy. Tom and Jerry. No, I don't really find those that funny. And the Metronomes on. It doesn't matter. I know, but it's still funny. (laughs) Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! (laughs) Fucking hell! We did
0: start on time. Hello, Internet! I'm Viral, and I'm the Orbiter. Um, Yay! (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I was really tempted to open this um, episode by punching you in the face, but I felt like it might not go down too well with the police if they saw it. So,
1: YouTube. No, that's true. Yeah, (laughs) that's the more important one. But yeah, as you said, if you didn't tell from that, today we are talking about violence. Oh, whoop de doo How jolly. Okay, I'm going to start off with a very difficult question oh, because I know off. you love those. Okay. Is it okay to punch a Nazi?
0: <laughs> well, that's not fair. I <laughs> um um. Well, it depends on what they're doing. I mean, a Nazi holds... Um, specific philosophic philosophies like you know personal beliefs about different people but if they keep those beliefs to themselves and don't inflict
1: them but on other if people they're like a public speaker on those beliefs uh, I'm not sure if they're Nazi I know that they're, they're definitely I don't know. That's getting, into,
0: that's getting into hate speech isn't it
1: yeah Um. but those sorts of people is it okay to punch them because I think there was an, it depends a, a what you debate mean by a while okay. ago because um, I mean every action has consequences. <laughs> I want to classify uh, clarify sorry um, <laughs> these documents are very classified um, that Antifa is not an organisation it is a philosophy so when I say member of Antifa I just mean someone that follows an Antifa philosophy if you don't know what Antifa is it's Anti-fascism.
0: Okay, what's the difference then between saying is it okay to punch a Nazi and saying is it okay to bomb the fuck out of a Nazi-occupied country?
1: Um, well, bombing the fuck out of a Nazi-occupied country, first of all, kills people, and second of all, kills non-Nazis. People Which is that have presumably to do what
0: the- we did in the war.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying that we're moral. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. Um I personally don't um well, we I, didn't do that. I I, the, I personally we don't agree so. with physical violence uh, at all. Um so I would say no. What
1: about self-defense? Yes. Self defense, yeah. And what if punching that Nazi means that later down the line the influence those words have means that a Jewish person doesn't get the shit beaten out of them and bleed to death. You're getting into minority report territory there. I don't know if you've seen minority
0: report at all. It's about um I mean actually that's one step removed from that because it's the the uh, <clears throat> the concept is Minority reports about a technology which allows the um, powers that be to detect the seeds, the mental seeds of criminal behaviour before a crime is committed. Is it okay to prevent... I mean, do you know, do you know what I mean? If, it's like the thing, like, if you could go back and kill Hitler when he was a, a, a child... Would
1: that be justified, yeah, that's a difficult one, isn't it? yeah, but I think it is important to note in this that violent words can have as much of an impact, if not more, of an impact than physical violence, yeah, definitely um you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, uh, th- so there is this, like I mentioned, this philosophy called Antifa, which is against fascism uh, by any means necessary. I think that's how they put it. Yeah. So that can mean burning fascist things, that can mean. Punching I think it was. I can't remember. It can mean more non-violent techniques of slow campaigning and fact-checking.
0: I can't remember. Was it that 90s programme I was watching, which was saying about um, Martin Luther King's um, having said... I, I'm paraphrasing here because I can't remember the exact wording, but basically that... that um, Well, it, I think it was about rioting, but, but that's a form of violence, isn't it? Um, rioting is the voice of the unheard... I I don't know. So, um, because, I mean, they were talking about the the racial riots in the 90s um, in LA and I think to a certain extent in New York as well. Um, And while society frowns on violent protest, um, is that justified if you're not being listened to when you... Voice your concerns in a reasonable, in a so so-called reasonable way, non-violent method. Yeah.
1: Okay, I now I know that at some point we're going to be covering terrorism, uh, but I would like to discuss this because I feel like it's relevant. For an essay I did at school, I, a subject I looked at was: Can terrorism be justified? And the anti-poo fight? No, anti-par-fight. An- anti-poo fight? Shut <laughs> up. I can't speak. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm <laughs> not for poo fighting, no.
2: It's okay, the dark guy in the news couldn't speak earlier. It was quite funny.
1: <laughs> I. Th- what did he say?
2: He was talking about something about Donald Tusk, but talks with Donald Tusk, but it was Tusk with talks. <laughs> um, he probably had <laughs> I don't know a... It probably
0: definitely had a lot
1: more
2: audience
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I would hope anti-apartheid movement um and also the suffragette movement came up with that because violent methods were used in both those movements and now for the most part that situation has been resolved yeah for the most part Yeah, so I there's an argument to be made that more change can be made with violence in extreme situations where I mean this comes back to I think I discussion think it, we had with war about revolution.
0: Yeah, I think it's okay as a last resort.
1: Yeah. It it hmm. should be the last option you use. Really. Yeah. Um
0: but then it really depends as well on, I mean, I say your viewpoint, but it's kind of, there's always going to be opposing points of view, isn't there? And, you know, going back to the Nazis, what they did to the Jews was violent, but it adhered to their own philosophies. Um, that doesn't make so, it okay. No, but who judges which philosophies are okay and which aren't? Or is it merely the victor?
1: Who decides... Practically, yes. But I guess common human decency would dictate that. Hmm. You would hope it would. But there's been many situations where it hasn't.
0: But is is common human decency not what's the prevailing agreed um, philosophy about what decency is? Um, which is a result of the way society has progressed and who's won and who's who's lost different rights fights if you like
1: um. yeah but the point is that we can still look back at that and go that was wrong those people it, many of them would still be alive today mm. if they had actually used common sense and empathy to deal with that situation yeah and fought against this tyrannical authority Mm.
0: But there are those who who don't see um, empathy and anti-tyranny, if you like, as positive traits. There are those who see tyranny and oppression
1: as better for the human race. Well, then they clearly benefit from it. Th- those are the sorts of people that will benefit from it. You never, I mean, I think there are very few black supremacists. I think uh, there was a thing with Louis Ferou, uh where some of them thought Beethoven was black for some reason. But the point is, with that sort of mindset, is that. They want the sort of oppression that will benefit them. They want them to rise up. They want to be taken above everyone else. They Mm. don't want equality. Yeah, Mm. It's, It's not about them thinking, oh, this is just the way society should work, where only the best people survive. That's not what it's about. And that's an abhorrent ideology in the first place.
0: But it is the way evolution works.
1: No, it's not survival of the fittest. No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> Fucking hell, that was condescending. Well, it's about. It might not be. It might not be
1: survival... comfortable. But no, 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 no. It's not. It's not about that. That's not what social Darwinism is. A perversion of that. Survival of the fittest is about survival of your genetics. If you say in a family, and this is actually. The biological reason for homosexuality in a family. If your brothers and sisters have kids, like.
0: Uh, so but I'm not talking about social strength. I'm talking about physical strength.
1: But as a species, one human's not very strong. In the past, if you were on your own, you were quite weak. You had right. to fit in with yeah. everyone else mm. to survive. And that's how we've prevailed as a society mm-hmm. that's how civilization has formed just as a sort of build up of that big unit and that's now why we have countries that people feel identity to that's how yeah. that it's about survival of the unit and that's why people feel very attacked when someone attacks their unit if they see the units the same way most of the world does so what if you don't respect the unit that you're a part of well, then you get isolated from it. Well, either that or you lie to everyone you ever know, which is what a lot of the big CEOs of banks do because they're actually psychopaths.
0: Or enough like-minded people who feel the same way rise up with you.
1: It's not usually that. It's usually that you trick people into it. Fascists pretend to be something that they're not. I'm not talking about fascists. Well, that is fascism. Fascism. <laughs> What you describe, yeah. But what if the
0: fascists is... are in charge and you're not? You don't respect that.
1: Well, then you fucking revolt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but um, that's the point where you have to ask: Will you kill more people that are not the problem? Then, because you take a huge gamble with that. Because if you provoke that government, then they could. If they're very powerful, bomb your entire city. I suppose and that that's means where there's that a your difference minor provocation has caused massive consequences.
0: I, I suppose that's where there's a difference. You have to weigh it up. I suppose that's where there's a difference between organized violence, um, which might be the way that people traditionally see terrorism, and violent protest as in rioting, because rioting is more out of control. Um mm. it's not targeted.
1: Um, usually in those situations it's just where the you know it's boiled over (laughs) yeah there's some sort of provocation Um, either someone that's meant to be controlling that situation abuses their power or some shit stirrers go in and stir shit up they have different goals to each other because that's a sort of disparate group of people that have been banded around one cause you can't guarantee that they want the same thing out of it
0: no but they might have a cause in common
1: yeah but that's like saying I think most people would see Nazis as a sort of enemy even if they don't want to take violent action against them but some people see it fit to take violent action against them and some people See different ways of tackling that issue, mm-hmm. but then there is also an important thing about because it's usually that people are indoctrinated into these sort of belief systems by people pretending to be who they're not and pretending that oh we'll have a glorious new land and you'll get lots of nice shiny stuff and whatever. I
0: don't. I don't understand the. Um... The benefit to, I mean, I don't, yeah, I just don't get it. Uh, I get the way people can be indoctrinated and brainwashed, but the people who do that with open eyes from the top, if you like, of of an organisation or a a cult or whatever, um, I don't get what's what's in it for them other than power, which I don't get why that's important. I don't get why that makes their life any better. <laughs>
1: well... Is it adrenaline? or It might be part of that, but also just having loads of people like you beck and call power. Some people don't value love that much, or friendship, or people, because well, some people are psychopaths, but some people just see it as well, if I can just make my life better, then why shouldn't I do that? That's my right. I'm I'm just protecting my interests. So some people don't see it as necessary to protect the unit. Right. <clears throat> it, it's a difficult question. Certainly. Mm. Do you think it's justified for... A rape victim to defend themselves with potentially lethal violence.
0: Uh, see, it's, that. See, that's a, a difficult one because. Well, my my initial reaction would have been I wouldn't see it as violence, even if it's potentially lethal. But then, at the same time, um, I was thinking about this earlier rape doesn't necessarily have to be uh a physically violent act um well, it depends what, see we're coming down to d- definition again what does violent mean does it mean physically damp <laughs> violent to me means just violating someone's violating someone like you said it can be it can be a mental thing it, it's violating someone's rights, I suppose, in, in any way. It's not necessarily a physical act. Um, you know, a rape victim might not even struggle. Um, so therefore there may not be any physical
1: physical violence involved other than the act of intention itself. I have heard it said that sometimes the reason for that is because they know that they'll get a better settlement out of court if they don't fight back. Better
0: settlement out of court.
1: I They'll get I, more money and reparations. Or I've not
0: heard that, but I have heard and completely understand the concept that they um, in the heat of the moment would feel that they're likely to be less physically injured if they don't struggle. It's a survival instinct, I would think. Um... But yeah, I've, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because it, again, it's another thing that would be in the heat at the moment. Is it likely to result in it, making the attempt to inflict injury on your attacker? Is it likely to result in you know you're more likely to get killed yourself in the attempt? <laughs> is fighting back going to make things worse for you? Uh, it's. Um, I mean, I've been in in. <clears throat> A potentially uh, violent situation probably more than once but where sometimes running away or sometimes taking what other people might think of as a coward's way out is
1: actually the most sensible thing to do yeah definitely I'd uh, <laughs> I, I imagine with your history with drugs has been some situations where you've been not so friendly with some people that could hurt you if they wanted to.
0: Yeah, um, I remember driving a uh, guy around in my taxi who uh, who I knew to be a drug dealer and had bought off in the past and never had, had any problems with the guy, uh, you know, never, never felt threatened by him, um, heard a lot about his reputation, but he gets a... Really fucking big knife out and starts brandishing it and sort of saying, "Look at this!" and like basically showing off at how, how how amazing this new knife is that he's got. I don't know what kind of knife it was because I, I know very little about that. And you know, while that to anyone could could be a threatening act, and I did feel intimidated, I, you know, it was natural to me to just kind of go along with it and say, oh, yeah, just because you know that with somebody's rep- somebody with a reputation like that, if you start having a go about it or calling them a psycho or... Yeah. You're likely to put yourself in a dangerous situation. Um, and I suppose that's how a lot of people end up in situations that they perhaps didn't intend to simply because they're going along with something out of fear. Um, So I suppose Mm -hmm. that would come into the category of the, the mental violence part there because he's, you know, he'd never laid a finger on me, but he didn't have to because he could probably tell that I was intimidated without him having to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and it, he, he did actually try to get me to deal for him um he was you know he, he used to distribute to other dealers and that and I never I I, I did I did in an in a non non-threatening way I did I did refuse you know I did say oh no I just said I don't want to get into dealing it's, you know it's, that's a level up for me it's not I'm not interested in that but but thanks for the offer kind of thing you know <laughs> Uh, well you know you're gonna be fucking polite to somebody yeah. who you know could could kill you, you know? it,
1: it just sounds like sort of oh i i'd i politely require uh decline your business proposition here uh but thanks anyway yeah yeah actually i remember
0: once uh, i i was messed up a messed up individual at the time still- but, but i remember once he sold me i think uh ten l s d. tabs um, and I had taken one or one and a half or something one night. They're totally in the wrong environment. You, do, it's the, not the sort of thing you ever want to do on your own, which I did. Um, because you, you know, it's it's has strong mental effects, and you kind of need to be in a safe environment with with people you can trust. Um, and I, and I just had the worst trip. <laughs> You know, I, I thought I was going insane. I thought, mentally, I thought I'd returned to kind of um, early infancy and, and that I was trapped there and I would never, never be sane again because, you know, I just thought my brain was mentally broken, basically. And I, it scared the shit out of me. I had a really bad trip and it scared the shit out of me. So anyway, I had the rest of these left. And he'd um, he'd given me them. I think it had been to. I think I can't remember whether it had been to try and sell him on. That was when he was trying to get me to deal for him, and I thought, well, I'll just. Oh, that was it. I was going to give him fifty quid for him, but anyway, I didn't have the money anyway, and I just i I went. I took them back to him, gave him the ten quid for the one that I'd actually taken, and took them back and said and, and explained that I'd had a really bad trip and I just didn't want, it, didn't ever ever want it again, and all this and like, it's, he just laughed. It was like, but afterwards, I'm like Jesus. I mean, I got myself in some seriously dodgy situations, you know. (laughs) The guy had spent some time in prison. (laughs) It wasn't surprising. Yeah, it's not. It's not something I'm. uh... Yeah, I've been in a few situations that have either been potentially violent or there has been actual violence um I mean my parents split up because of domestic violence and that has a all sorts of effects you don't even necessarily know about for the rest of your life when you grow up with that um yeah, it's but you know that was back in the seventies when depression wasn't even really um, diagnosed properly, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just I think what the I've seen fights break out, and they're kind of weird to see. Happen like outside pubs and stuff. I actually saw somebody put their put their head through a plate glass window once. Voluntarily, they were on coke, okay. the time. but they got kicked out of a club. This was in Spain. They got kicked out of a club because they were high as a kite, and they just kicked off outside the club, the bounce with the bouncers around, and and just um, put put their head through the front window of the club, <laughs> just like head butted it and probably felt nothing because they were so high as a kite but they feel it the next day
1: yeah Uh, possibly for the rest of their life if they got any brain damage Uh, but yeah violence is there's something to be said with that about um, violence towards oneself yeah Uh, because I think at some point we're all guilty of beating ourselves up mentally. But then there's a next level to that. Would you say that drug abuse would be part of that? Abuse. Yeah. Um, And and would you say that at any point for you, was it something that you wanted to do to hurt yourself? I don't think, uh,
0: you kind of analyze it. That um, not when you are high as a kite. Much it's escapism at the time, um, yeah, because you can't deal with normal life. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it violence. I would call that kind of uh, faulty self-medication because you, you know, it is a form of not being able to cope with. Um, normal life is something that's a lot better dealt with. I think it could still improve a lot, but it's a lot about but a lot better dealt with by, by GPs and the like nowadays. Yeah. Um, and I think along with alcohol abuse, I would say that there is um a safe level of recreational usage. But when you're talking about abuse and it is a grey area, but it's just when you've crossed into territory where you kind of... I don't know. I suppose I suppose you find yourself in that place by accident. Um, and I suppose with any substance that's going to be the case, whether it's legal or illegal. Um, because you never... <clears throat> I don't think most of the time. I don't remember first taking any illegal drugs because I couldn't cope with life at the time, um, and I don't remember a specific time at which I thought, "Yeah, this has gone too far." Um, but then, you know, there isn't there isn't a line, is there, that you cross? It just happens gradually.
1: Yeah, I guess that's a difficulty. Um,
0: um, I I would imagine it's a, a similar kind of situation with domestic violence, because from what I can tell, the psychological part of it, the mental abuse, is something that can that can slowly build up over
1: time. So um, uh, it's sort of um, a frog in a part of boiling water it's slowly being turned out yeah
0: yeah exactly
1: before you realize that you're in a terrible situation you've just gotten used to that idea Mm. and that you've gradually sort of lowered your self-esteem yeah from allowing that to happen to you that you no longer see it as them being a bad person no,
0: and by by the time you get to that point as well, you very would I mean I've been in this situation. Um with the relationship the long term relationship I had before I met Mum actually. <clears throat> Almost five years that lasted. Um and you do reach the point where you begin to blame yourself. Was that just psychological abuse? Part of the problem. Um, I think in the main, yeah. Um, but it did come to a head when I did actually call the police because I was unable to... I was trying to... See, at the time, I I had been gradually broken down over, over two or three years. Um, I'd been um, kind of on various drugs at the time as well. So it was, you know, I I, I wasn't personally, as a strong person at the time, so I was probably fairly easy to, to break down. but
1: Mentally and physically.
0: But the frustration of that happening meant that I personally could be, I could feel at times that I could personally be at risk of lashing out, whether against myself or the other person. And when you find yourself emotionally breaking down like that, um, because you'll do anything if if you're a, a decent person, which I hope that I am. When you find yourself breaking down like that and and reaching a point where you you can feel that you're a danger either to yourself or to the person near you, you'll do anything to turn it inwards rather than hurt the other person. Yeah. Um. And I think it came to a head when I I like I say I called the police. Uh, well I threatened to call the police in the hope that it would actually I was kind of, I was trying to get out of the flat that we lived in because we were having this big argument about something and she was just shouting and stuff and and she just blocked the doorway so I couldn't get out basically and I knew that the only way for me to to deal with the situation in the moment was to just get out and cool down you know, go for a, a walk just to calm down and then come back to it. That was the best thing to do, just to have a time out, you know what I mean? Um, And she just wouldn't let that happen, so I just threatened to call the police. And she just, like, laughed in my face as if to say, yeah, go on then, you know, like, you think you're so, you know, (laughs) you think it's that serious, see what they'll say, you know, they'll say you're wasting your time sort of thing. Made me feel as though I was making a big thing out of something that they wouldn't be interested in. So I did, Um, at which point she immediately let me out. I went off for a walk, and, uh, and then five minutes later, I had a phone call from a uh, panicking because the police had turned up at the door. <laughs> I was like, this was very shortly before the relationship ended. Um, right. <laughs> um, and and, and do you know what? That was the biggest, it was a weird situation because I knew, in fact, I think that was the day that I knew it was over and i waited till she went to work the next day and then i came back cuz i was driving taxis at the time i came back to the flat packed the stuff that i needed and left basically um and, and i went i'd basically lived in a bed and breakfast for a couple of weeks um which was opposite the taxi office and that was where it was a place where i think social services used to house kids that were on their way into care um, but I just like had this bed in this <laughs> this was before I got the flat that um mum came to visit me in, which I had for about six months. but anyway, during that time um I remember going and sitting in, in the car in the taxi on an industrial estate um near. The place that I lived, and just like I—it's I, interesting actually that I—I I was going to use the word violently—cried um, my eyes out, um, and that's the lowest I have ever felt in my entire life. I rem—I vividly remember looking out of the car window and thinking, "It doesn't get any worse than this." And it was—I uh, remember the day. It was—it was an—it was, an, was kind of late afternoon. It was a really dull. Day and there were kind of really dark, thick, grey clouds in the sky, and I I just felt like it was, but but at the same time, because I felt like that, and because I fe- I knew that that was the lowest I'd ever been, at the same time I knew that it was up from there. That right, that was yeah. it. You saw it wasn't going to get any worse. You were like, yeah, it's not gonna. And 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 almost in that moment, crying the eyes out crying my eyes out in that moment was almost like an emotional release. It was relief, you know, it was like
1: Yeah, that's what crying does generally. Yeah, yeah. Um I think I'm always scared because even though I've gotten it mostly under control with my autism I still relatively regularly have violent urges mm. and I sometimes act on them. Not y- usually in a massively dramatic way, but I'm always scared that I'm going to create that sort of atmosphere of fear for someone else because it, it it's 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 a it's just a terrible thing and I've I felt quite guilty about things that I've done when I was younger. Uh, for, we all have. Yeah. There
0: is no human being alive that hasn't. <laughs> or if they don't don't then they're they're probably the the fascist dictators and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Psychopaths. Yeah. But um Yeah, it's scary that because I I sometimes feel hypocritical as well with that criticising violent people because I do have those impulses and I have sometimes acted on them relatively recently. Mm. But the way that I look at it is usually in those situations there's been an extreme provocation towards me where either I've been bullied for months or I've been backed into a corner and that was my only option. Mm. There's a complex um,
0: set of dynamics at play as well because sometimes... and um, Women are probably, in general, better at this than men, which is uh, an interesting thing. Sometimes you need to it's good to let emotions out straight away and sometimes it's wiser to keep them in but the trouble is if you keep them in they can actually then become twisted you know like suppressing emotions can can change that into this is one of the reasons why i find being a musician quite helpful and therapeutic because although i try to think about very carefully about words and actions most of the time it's not always that easy especially when you're tired but you don't want that to turn into suppressed emotions which can become poisonous and self-destructive or even destructive of other people you you need some way of channeling that internal struggle so that you yeah. can you can get it out you know and and a lot of people use sport for that.
1: Yeah, know. I I remember because I was really shit at physical, uh, just sports in general at school. Uh, when I actually did pee, uh, which made me quite pissed off because I felt like shit about it because some assholes were, were dicks about it. So competitive bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> So I sort of tried to channel my anger into actually an adrenaline boost to make me run faster or swing harder, whatever I needed to do.
0: But you, I mean, if unless you're good at it, you just end up making yourself look like a twat, don't you? It's like, not no offense to you, but because I'm the same, it's like you, you, you just turn into a a struggling idiot basically in their eyes um, But
1: I, I found that I've surprised quite a lot of people because if you look at like how I look I mean our oh, dear listeners can't see the fact that I'm practically skeletal um, think a teenaged Ichabod Crane I'm very lanky <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, I think I've surprised quite a lot of people when I have thought back uh, because, I don't know, I think I just get an adrenaline surge quite easily Mm. because I'm quite used to channeling that, I guess.
0: Out of interest you've, uh, I don't know, the listeners probably won't know this, but you've recently, um, because you've been studying, you've been taking percussion lessons for quite a while, and you've recently started, you've recently joined a couple of music groups um, playing percussion, which you rehearse with every week um, for a couple of hours at a time. Have you found any therapeutic um, benefits like that coincide with. I mean, it, have you felt any better since you started doing that um, with frustrations and general kind of uh, stressful situations?
1: I think so, but not for the reasons of like taking out my anger on the drum that you'd sort of expect. I think it's just a sort of general sort of feeling of being useful, part of something bigger that I quite like. Mm. With it being a sort of, it's not technically an orchestra, it's concert bands, but. But you know that
0: feeling when you've got, when the whole group's playing and you're a part of it and you're, like you say, you're not physically taking it out on the drums, but you're in a controlled way, you're channeling emotional output basically to become part of a bigger kind of thing that's bigger than you are. You know, it's like, to me, it's, even though it's not violent it's it's controlled yeah, but yeah it's I intense, and I think it gives you it gives you more practice at
1: self control where as well. I think I perform best, particularly under pressure, is where I'm able to channel that adrenaline of sort of frustration with myself not being able to do something into a sort of heightened focus, yeah, definitely, yeah, where uh, musically. I'll be like exact on every beat if I can, Mm. so that I'm paying attention to each hit of whatever I'm playing. Mm.
0: But there's lots of different criteria for each hit as well. That you know, it's not just about the placement, it's about putting some emotion into it, as you know, with volume and tone and everything that goes with it. It's re- it's a really intense level of concentration, isn't it? It's, I saw you at that first concert that I came to and I thought, Jesus, he's like <laughs> he's on the case there, you know, playing the temps.
1: Yeah, that I've seen other temp players, so I'm like, Jesus should definitely be here. <laughs> but you said they're standing up, so that's a bit easier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, this is one of the reasons that um a lot of the campaigns have been going on for sort of music in schools and stuff like that there's
1: regardless i think the whether you're are a great output for that sort of thing because it's a very personal expression of that and it's as important i
0: think as yeah. any other subject because it's not just for the people who are gonna you know go into that as a career it's actually personally enriching for for for
1: anyone yeah, it, it's very good for mental health i think mm. Anyway, we've kind of strayed from violence, I think. Uh, A wise move. (laughs) Okay, We'll probably talk about this a bit, not next week, but the next episode, uh, because then we are talking about gender. But there's loads of other stuff in that as well, so we'll have plenty to talk about then. Uh, So I do want to talk about a specific gap between men and women and how violent they are, at least physically. I am aware... Women are more like... I don't know. And it, women are more likely to turn to verbal methods of violence, I think, which are, I guess, harder to see. Um. So it it's difficult to do statistics on that. They
0: can be more subtle as well. Um. But
1: generally... Men statistically are more violent, but also I think we have a warped perception of how much it, when it's flipped on its head, how much it affects the man because they're meant to be seen as tough and strong and. Mm. Emotional. Yeah, I mean,
0: one thing that annoys me, and I, you know, I I totally accept the
1: statistics um that. But it, I don't like the assertion that it's a completely one sided issue. No, well, both this, sides this is, this of that is, need this to be. This is related to together. that. Is
0: that if if there's ever a, a discussion on. I'll say if there's ever, but, but 99% of the time if there's ever a discussion on TV or on the radio or, or in print about it, it's talking about domestic violence against women. And while I completely accept that it's um, you, you know statistically that that is more the direction. Why talk about it in those terms? Why not just say violence against anyone? You know, why
1: specify? I guess that. Because there's a much higher rate with men so we need to assess but how, it-
0: how we is it not reinforcing stereotypes by addressing it in those terms instead of just yeah. talking about humans against other humans, you know? Mm. When, you, when you're when continually bombarded with the male-on-female violence idea, it becomes embedded in your consciousness that that's the way it happens.
2: I think there was
0: a, a study it's done. It's not
1: acceptable where they had... At all, you know? Uh, I think they're in like a shopping centre or something. Yeah, like I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah, where they did one version where a man was being violent towards women initially verbally, and then that was meant to escalate to something physical if people didn't intervene. Mm. Uh, loads of people intervened because I th- I I don't know. I think there's a much greater perceived threat there yeah because people naturally just see a man as being more powerful i think so they see it as a lot more dangerous to the women Mm. Uh, but when they did that with a woman and when she escalated to physical violence only Mm. a couple of people i think stepped in but it's an interesting point that because
0: while physically that may be the case um you know that that a man may be physically stronger of stronger build, um, isn't it also reinforcing to the woman um, that she is the weaker of of that of those two people?
1: Yeah, it's, it's difficult to strike a balance with that because you can be very easily patronising to yeah both sides. yeah.
0: I would just say you know. Uh, you just totally acknowledge the statistics, but at the same time,
1: don't talk c- about it uh, with respect to that the, they are people, these mm. statistics, and it's it It can go either way. You just need to sort of have a general shift towards a better way of dealing with those situations for everyone.
0: Yeah to to only talk about something in
1: in those terms
0: is to me is sexist yeah
1: um, I, I would say so
0: it, it it's and that's not because i think that it's being misrepresented it's just that it's irrelevant um well not totally irrelevant you know men do have to i mean one of the things actually talking talking about that one of the things that um men have to grow up uh to to realize and to deal with is that their voices are more intimidating in general um you know i i know for a fact that i am more i would be more often accused of uh, you know i would come across as more uh aggressive yeah um, by raising my voice than most women would, um, mm. just but it's simply because of the pitch and the and the tone of my voice, and that's kind of because of that, you tend to develop strategies to um, vocalise more gently. Um, by comparison, do you know what I mean? right Um, so I mean maybe the fact that men are generally physically more powerful and I say generally because you know we're talking about an average here there are plenty of damn strong women around (laughs) and there are plenty of really weak men as well but um,
1: case in point
0: (laughs) Maybe maybe the more powerful you are and the stronger you are, the more gentle you have to focus on being, you know, the more you have to kind it's of... It's
1: like when you see those boxers that, like, they're fucking scary. And they open their mouths. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of the way they carry themselves, you're just like, ah, shit, shit, shit. But they're, they're some of the nicest and gentlest people.
0: Yeah, often. yeah. But I suppose it's when that doesn't carry through, you know. Um, yeah. I don't like this, this um, when people tell people to man up.
1: Don't like that. Mm. But anyway, I think we can talk about that sort of perception. Yeah, we're getting into up. a different area there, yeah. aren't
0: we? Um, I did... Uh, I, I was in two minds about bringing this up because it's a whole kettle of worms, fish can of crisps. I don't know what you're okay. talking about. Chocolate teapot? I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, And it is kind of news-related. It may be something that needs to go in the bollocks report, but it is specifically about a particularly horrific, violent thing that's been in the news lately. Is that
1: to do with the Catholic Church?
0: No, it's to do with the... Um, teenager who raped and murdered the six-year-old girl in Glasgow.
1: Right. Um,
0: And it was particularly violent. Um, You know, the details have been released. The guy's been named now as well. Um, I think he... I'm not sure how old he was when it happened. If he was... um, I think he's 17 now, maybe. I don't know. That's, But anyway, he's in that kind of mid to late teens area. Right. And he basically abducted this six-year-old, went into the house. The house of someone he used to buy drugs from. Um, that The father was a drug dealer. Um, but he went in and took the six-year-old girl from their room, basically took her off and violently raped her and apparently the girl had 117 injuries um she was this is really difficult to kind of talk about but she was conscious when the main part of the attack was happening and she was basically strangled and smothered to death by considerable pressure from the attacker um So that's about as violent as you can get. Right. Um, And obviously brings up some very emotional responses. Um, Now, I I think in that kind of... I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that somebody who can do that is severely mentally there's something wrong big time there, you know. Um, yeah. There is a theory that anyone is capable of anything given the right circumstances, um, or the wrong circumstances, perhaps. Um, but you got to wonder... You know, I mean, I, we anyone who's been through teenage years and grown up to adulthood is going to have things that they look back on and think, I regret doing that, or I did some, you know, that was a mistake, or a, that was something daft that I did. But to do something that drastic, it's a bit like in the same vein as the um, the Bulger twins. Were they twins? Do you remember? No, it's
2: just one.
0: Just one. James Bulger. James Bulger. Yeah. Um, did he not? Did he put a baby on a railway line or something?
2: Yeah, he was about two years old. And they lured him from a. Shopping center Tyler, yeah. down to the railway line and threw stones at him and yeah and then I think I think the train then came but i do not know I know there was a railway line and lots of stone throwing yeah he was killed that way.
0: Now obviously in both of those cases, the the focus of a lot of the media and quite rightly is is on the victim and the families and the sufferers and that and I totally agree that you know something like that has to be has to be. Um, taken through the justice system but I just wonder what can have happened especially if you're talking about somebody who's who's a minor at the time of an offence like that at at the time of committing an offence like that what can possibly have happened to them to make them do something that horrific you know
2: I know at the time there was lots of things about them playing violent video games and that's when the kind of campaign against violent video games was well, kind of really sort of something that I
0: was going to bring up was about the violent violence in film and video games and stuff like that there are so many people that can play and and watch that sort of thing and actually potentially get some therapeutic benefit from it because it it's a release of of feelings that they might otherwise suppress and it's an understanding it's a, co- a confrontation of that side of human nature because there is we we do have a violent yeah. side
1: inside us um just just ignoring to, that's not going to be helpful no but that i mean but what turns it into it's impossible to know with that sort of thing because I suppose you, you know would know have to be a very fucked up individual to get inspiration from that yeah, but I suppose this is where you're getting into the realms of sort of uh, deep, sort of psycho psychological analysis. So well, I, d- you know. I don't, I don't <laughs> think any specific action needs to be taken against violent media.
0: No, but
1: it's um,
0: there was something that happened at the time. Actually, something was censored at the time. I'm trying to think back to what it was. Uh, Manhunt with the Jamie Bulger thing, there was something I was... It was last year I was watching something and it, it had been temporary. No, it, that was it. It was one of the um, Child's Play films. Um, oh, right. The Chucky things. I think it was Child's Play 3. Um, Not sure. But it was actually banned in the UK temporarily because it was all around the same time and there was a scene in it that
1: could have been seen to I know there's a rock star game called Manhunt that's banned in the UK and that's because it featured a method of killing that was suffocating someone with a plastic bag, which... See, I've seen that happen in films. I don't know. Maybe some people think it's more of an issue because it's more interactable.
0: Is it? I mean, are you playing the character that does the suffocating in the game? I think so. (laughs) Yeah. I suppose there's a there's a danger there
1: that if you're gonna get a thrill I mean yeah, it's let's, quite an old game and there's it. not a whole lot of footage available of it, I don't think.
0: At the risk of having puritanical people point their fingers and call me a psychopath. If that kind of if killing people and chopping heads off and suffocating people with plastic bags didn't bring about some kind of thrill. Or adrenaline release, shall we say, more more accurately, then they wouldn't be a part of games. You know, I I completely admit that wandering around shooting things in the head on a computer screen is good fun. You know, it's like quite a thrill, especially when you when you're getting better at it. Yeah. But that's because I know it's a game.
2: Oh, you see, that's my problem. I've never got better at it. So I don't like it. <laughs> I just run into walls and shoot myself in the foot.
0: But then, what does it take for you to step beyond that and actually. Because, I mean, the, the
1: number of. I've only seen. TV the... things that. I've, I've seen, seen very few games that promote completely unprovoked violence. Mm. Otherwise, it's completely up to the player to be as psychotic as they want to be in some yeah. things.
0: But there is. Um, you know the number of things i've seen i don't know if it's reality or not but it would actually make sense um where people in these um sort of gangster based films or tv series or whatever uh once they've done when once, once they've made the first kill it it changes changes you as a person if you if in reality if you actually kill someone it changes you as a person or, or so people who have killed say yeah you know and I can imagine I mean I can't imagine killing someone but I can imagine that it would have a serious effect on me and I suppose that's the difference if you're a psychopath it wouldn't have that much of an effect on you would it yeah that's
1: generally
0: so is it that effect that they're chasing? Do they do they want to feel something? And that's the best, that's the most intense way they can think of to, to actually feel an emotion.
1: It's, it it's hard work. for me to really say because <laughs> I'm not a psychologist and I've never felt that extreme about mm. anyone. So I, I can't really tell you. And I suppose it's a very
0: different situation if you're faced with, for instance...
1: Uh, Hitler, <laughs> or yeah, because I'm, I'm not sure how many people he killed directly in his more famous. I mean, I know that he was a soldier during World War One, so he probably did at least kill or uh, someone then, I don't
0: someone know. who has raped and murdered somebody you love. <laughs> You know, if you if you're if you're in a room with somebody who's done that to somebody you love and you've got a gun, I mean, very often the 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 families of the victims in those cases say that they forgive them for what they've done because
1: it, it's about it's the reconciliation only reconciliation at that point. Yeah, they don't. It's not going to make them feel any better. Yeah,
0: in fact, it's probably going to make them feel worse because. It's like that two wrongs don't make a right sort of thing, but it's like,
1: it is, it's horrendous. Situation. in places where they do have the death penalty, it's been shown that it does actually quite a lot of mental damage to the witnesses of the execution, which are often the victim's family. Yeah. Where they have to go to counselling after it because they can't deal with the fact that you know th- th- this person was killed I, for something so horrific but that see litter, that, yes, i mean it it doesn't solve it doesn't anything
0: see yeah, i was thinking about that um you know the the difference between humans tearing each other apart and a lion doing it for food and then thinking back to when uh in in the evolution of our species you know the kind of turning point was when we began to hunt and um you know we kind of discovered fire and and started cooking meat and all that sort of stuff but it's like what that first there must have been a first kill if you like there must have been a uh, a prehistoric ancestor of ours who first killed another animal
1: and ate it well Th- that depends where you draw the line between where our species starts and another species along mm-hmm. the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, um,
0: but, um, you know, yeah. that point yeah. at which... Even if they didn't use a tool for it... The, I suppose at that point it was a survival instinct, wasn't
1: it? Like they would always have to eat and they wouldn't be killing each other to eat usually. Yeah. Um. So unless they're foraging, but they still have to fend for themselves, so it would still be that sometimes they'd have well, that, that to that brings up something else. Do you do you think cannibalism is violence? Uh well mm, Well that was... I mean, it could be psychological violence to someone who is connected to the person that's being eaten, but unless you've killed the person that's being eaten and no if it's just sort of eating dead people to survive that were already dead and you did nothing to. But there was a thing a
0: few years ago, um there was a guy that that used to advertise for people to come to to dinner, if you like. And it was both parties knew that the that the that the um
1: goal of the evening yeah,
0: To to eat them, yeah, to
1: be eaten. I'm going to come to your house for you to eat me. (laughs) (laughs) There's quite a funny moment in the IT crowd about that. Is there? Moss answered an advertisement about uh, cooking lessons. And he was going like, "Oh no, I don't want to give you." It was a German guy for some reason. I don't want to give you. I'm not going to do the accent. I don't <laughs> want to give you cooking lessons. I I just wanted to eat you because he just like asked him to take off his clothes. and <laughs> uh,
0: see. It just makes me think of the restaurant at the end of the universe, Max Quadruplein.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: That was violent it was <laughs> and not silent <laughs> maybe we should end on that note maybe we shouldn't uh, I don't know <laughs> do you have anything further pertinence to say
1: well we've, we've talked about a lot of forms of violence when do you think it's okay well self defence
2: when I say so
1: well you're not always there and you'd have a lot of cases to look through <laughs>
2: Well, it's only only okay when I say so, so not very often.
1: Okay. Uh, sh-
0: I would say that about covers it because that, in its widest sense, is it covers a lot of what about defensive Mmm, That's a more grey area, isn't it? And are we going to go on to the... Uh, is it Hobson's choice? Is that what it's called? I don't know. What's the
1: thing with the railway tracks? It, it's generally just called the trolley problem. Yeah. It's like... What's... I mean, you you might consider the pushing the switch to be the violent action, but the, it's doing nothing more the, violent. Are bystanders just as responsible for the violence? The
0: trouble is, the more abstract the concept becomes, the less, the less you can be certain that the consequences are positive or negative. Um, I mean, it's like defending others, you know, if Hitler was being attacked as a child by somebody else and was likely to be killed, would you defend him? Is the same question, essentially, I suppose, as would you kill him in the first place? bloody
1: chaos theory and all that. Yeah. yeah. With how, well, if I did intervene, you yeah. know... I mean I we did, we did, we didn't do might.
0: nearly enough with um the situation in Rwanda did we
1: um uh, which situation
0: there was genocide basically and right. we yeah. kind of um uh, nobody really intervened um what was that the hutus is that the hutus in Rwanda
2: uh, what were they called hutus and, Hootsi. and tutsis i think something like yeah. that. yeah
0: there's a really good film, Hotel Rwanda. We should watch sometime. Um,
2: it's the same in Yugoslavia. Yeah. Very little intervention. Yeah.
0: People just staying out of it because it's like... And I notice countries will tend to get involved a lot more often when there's oil
1: involved. Mm-hmm. Wonder why. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, it just turns out weird just as power hungry as everyone else. It's just, we've sort of got our international structures that we want to abide by to keep that power mm. to keep us in check. Cause some people do care, fortunately, <laughs> but there's power grabbing psychopaths in our government. I'd be willing to bet. Yeah. It, it's just impossible to know who. um, Yeah, to do with bystanders, uh, recently, uh, I think it's for, because when we're doing our subject choices, because recently we got like subject choice forms for our next year at school, uh, one of the options on wider achievement, which is a thing that you get less periods of a week, uh, but it's like an extra qualification that you can get. Uh, One of the things for that was, I think it's called Mentors for Violence Protection. Right. That would be training up, I think it's 24 pupils, to teach the younger years how to deal with situations where violence arises.
0: Yeah, bullying in schools definitely needs
1: more. Um, Because, I mean, that... (laughs) The problem as well, because a a lot of people with that peer pressure don't feel like they have the confidence to well, stand up to those. See, I mean that extends outside of school obviously. A lot of yeah,
0: bullying did- now takes place online and I'm horrified by the amount of bile that you can be exposed to online. Um you have to choose to ignore it. You have to choose to walk away from it, but I'm lucky but enough I think to say more that I
1: don't think I've been more ever on the brunt of that sort no. of thing. I've, I've had dickheads online before, but we all do. Yeah, um, yeah. But. But, I, I, but that's partially, I think, just because I don't really interact that much with that sort of thing, because... I think I've quit quite a lot of the social media platforms just to avoid that bile. The only one that I'm on is Twitter because I only know a few of the people that I follow. I've got to the point now where
0: I get... Because, I mean, a lot of it on Facebook is people sharing uh, memes, which I find offensive. Um, And I've got to the point where I just hide the post and then just unfollow the person nine times out of ten. And just leave it at that because I think people get drawn into arguments about stuff too easily and you know that's when it can get
1: but no other question to be asked whether if you stepped in and challenged that and said well this is why this is fucked up and that's why you're wrong about this could that save them from having a small part in the influence of a greater oppression of someone.
0: Potentially, yeah. But then you've got, I suppose, like with anything else, you've got to get a balance between yeah. how, 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 balance. how much it's your responsibility as well.
1: Because uh, you can't solve yeah. the world's problems, yeah.
0: but at the same time you want to do what you can <laughs>
1: um, and uh, you know, still be able to live your life. I guess it's just worth having that sort of idea of don't just stand back at the sidelines because you're going to regret it. because that For me, it boils down to how I feel
0: about that. it, how, how I feel about myself. And that comes down to the back to the self-esteem issue is am I okay with ignoring this and walking away from it? Or is that going to be detrimental to my personal self-esteem? But you don't know, and you don't have a time machine, so you can't go back and stop it. Then, no. But the more you live, I think, the more you experience, you get, and uh, at kind of judging.
1: That is one of the interesting things about that life is strange thing, because in that you do have a time travel power. Uh, Okay, spoiler alert. uh, That's our series killers. um, Yeah, series. There is a girl that gets bullied into suicide. And if you make chance- the wrong decisions, yeah, <laughs> and there are multiple chances to reverse time. And step in. there's a particular incident where there's the security chief having a go at her because he believes that she's done some dodgy stuff. And you can either intervene or you can take a photo for evidence. Mm. But a lot of people in that situation would do neither; they'd just walk past. Yeah, they'd just go. Not my problem. Mm.
0: I think as well, that tends to be more the case in big cities um, because you tend to keep yourself to yourself more out of self-preservation. Um, not always, but people in general will tend to to walk on by more...
1: Um, I guess that's sort of the it's a more friendly environment mentality because y- you know you make up a smaller percentage of your environment, so you making yourself stand out by challenging this person, yeah makes you feel small, I guess rather than part of the majority that don't do anything mm.
0: But I think just generally... Sometimes it just takes one person to start it, though. I mean, if there's enough people
1: around and one person's being victimised... As much as possible, we need to work to prevent violence where possible uh, before it even gets to a point where someone would want to do that. Uh, I watched a TED Talk relatively recently from someone who went into locker rooms around American colleges... To see if it really was all locker talk, that grabbing pussy stuff. Right. And one of the things that they said when they were asked to think why they're told that fucking people's cool and why they need to do that. And there's just a really long pause and the person wasn't trying to catch them out. And they just said, well, I've never actually been told to think for myself. Yeah. So, so I think we just need to be aware of all things in general, rather That's than general just good going, life
0: advice. That. I think we've had that in a different subject, uh, just being aware.
1: Yeah. The environment, mm. probably social media. Did we do social media? Yeah, we did. Open your eyes and uh... look up at the skies. Um, and see. Let's stop quoting maps, even that's great. I'm just a poor boy. I don't need no sympathy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I it's just it's not really relevant anymore.
0: <laughs> easy coming, easy
1: He's he's just going to be singing the entire song until he gets to I'm not it. singing.
0: Anyway, the wind blows.
1: Bismillah. no No. <laughs> uh,
0: recommended link, because we haven't had one yet. Look it up on YouTube. A uh, band called Bad News doing a cover of Bohemian Rhapsody. Thank you. Okay. Especially if you're a Young Ones fan back in the... You can 80s. probably link
1: to the MVP thing, Mentors for Violence Protection, because I think it's okay. a we'll do that program too. around. The anyway, world.
0: I'm going to need to wrap up because I've got
1: shitload of work to do still. Yeah, okay, that's that's, And I think we've talked enough about this. It's just generally for you and for other people, be more aware of how your actions and inactions affect the people around you. But yeah, it's, it's the world's weight isn't on your shoulders. Don't feel guilty for every single thing that goes wrong because sometimes you can't help it. Sometimes you need other people to step up as well. Yeah, and also, but also the be aware confidence of to reach out to people that. Are more able to deal with the situation is a worthwhile. Yeah.
0: Also, be aware of if you're a, a potentially a victim and you might not know
1: it. Have a think. There's help out there. And even if it's difficult, try and keep away from those sorts of people that bring you down because if th- being with someone power greedy, if
0: being with someone makes you feel bad whatever you might think you don't need to be around them. However they might make you feel. Yeah. There's
1: always other options. Anyway, I th- I think that's all from us. Uh what is it what's
0: the Bill and Ted? Be what do Bill Bill and Ted say? Be excellent to each other.
1: Cool. I've been violent. I've been the orbiter. And this has been Breaking balls episode thirty. Viol- Violence. Jinx. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was the worst comedy sound effect I think I've ever heard. So I'm being verbally violent to you now, aren't
1: I? And that was a funny thing. <laughs> Um, no, it wasn't. No, in Rocky, they had to mute. Uh, is it who's the actor? Does it Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. Um, they had to mute his his t- talking sometimes when he was doing the punching because he'd do his own sound effects. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm not surprised.
1: Anyway. Bye.
2: Bye.